It's Coffee Quad Time! for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, Well, a very good, 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 good morning to you. Hope everybody's well this morning. Had to make a change here this morning on my headsets or something to do with that. And now I'm hearing everything in stereo. I didn't know all these commercials were in stereo. I didn't know my, my, my configuration wasn't working. But now I can actually hear. Oh, my. Anyway, here we are once again back for the coffee club here on August, what is it, 28th. My goodness, how the summer has gotten away. Well, I want to say hello to the crew. Let's start with Jeff in Albany. Jeff, how are you? Ah, very good. I'm a short timer because my ride is coming to pick me up, and she'll be here in about 10 minutes or so. So I will say I'm doing very well. I have to see my daughter's dentist because she is getting getting fitted for braces, and you know what that means. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man, I had them. I had them quite a while ago, so I'm not going to stay in here, Bill, but I will say hello to everybody on the coffee club and say, hope you all have a very good day. We're having some rain here in Albany coming later on, and that's all I can say. There we go. Uh, let's see. Chris and Dave. Well, we're doing well. Going to have a little rain here, too, just enough to mess up the day, looks like. Yeah, that figures. There you go. 
Well, we just lost Jeff. He's been here for an hour, but he had to go. Uh, <laughs> he came this, for the pre-coffee he club. He came for the pre-coffee club, which is better than the coffee club. Um, let's see. Da, 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 Tim in Minneapolis, I trust you're not good. Good morning. Doing well, and it's nice and cool here, so I'm enjoying the weather and all ready for big Labor Day weekend, which actually intended to be a relaxing weekend. Although today, I have to go out, out go out and cut down some trees that have, oops, sorry about that, that have decided to grow where they shouldn't. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go, cutting down trees. We'll talk about that in just a moment. It um, sounds like something that might be interesting. And let's see, Jenny in the downstairs, are you in your office? You're in the front room? In your, where are you at? I'm in the office. You're in the office. I wasn't yep. sure where you were going to be this morning. So, well, I figured I'd wind up here. So how are you this morning? Oh, I'm good. It's, there's a little fall in the air. It's cool this morning. A little cooler It's going to be in the 70s here today. I haven't been outside. I guess I will eventually when I go pick up the trash. Big cart, big cart on the outside and and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, am I missing anybody? Am I missing anybody? Um, anybody on the panel that wants to come in and say good morning? Uh, you know what to do on the phone. If you're on the phone, star 9, alt Y on the computer and I will I will bring you in. How did I guess that Mr. Bill from Chicago would raise his hand? Uh, let me. Yeah, I'm here this morning. It's about, oh, we're supposed to get in the mid-70s today. No rain or anything. And that's about it. It's going to have a busy weekend coming up. Oh, yeah. Do you're going to traveling and that. Oh, you're going to do some traveling, are you? Yeah, we're going to uh, Shipshawana, Indiana, for a concert on or a show. Saturday night, and then Sunday we're going from Shipshawana down to Plymouth, Indiana, to the Blueberry Fest, which is a big fest they hold every year over day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday over Labor Day weekend. Is this a gospel and show you're it, going to on Saturday night? Pardon? Is it a gospel show you're going to? No, this is uh, some some cowboy, I forget the guy's name, it's some cowboy band. Uh, we're going to go see it because the grandson, he's never been to Shipshawana, so we're going to take him down Saturday do a little walking around there and sightseeing, and I got a friend that um, I grew up with. Her daughter runs a has a little store there in Shipshawana, and so. gift shop. So we're gonna go see them, and then I uh, just enjoy ourselves and go to this this show with her. We go see this show Saturday night. So you and then, of course the blueberry fest. That's that's to celebrate blueberries, and they got everything with blueberries. But they have like four hundred exhibits and I don't know three hundred food. Food, food stands and trucks and stuff. Plus, they do all kinds of stuff. They have softball tournaments, baseball tournaments, uh, tennis, uh, garden tractor pulling contests, regular tractor pulling contests, log rolling, log splitting, plus music, gospel music, other kind of music, dog show, does tricks. They got all kinds of stuff. It's a big, big affair. And then on on tomorrow night or Sunday night, which I won't stay because I've seen before, they do the uh, hot air, hot air balloons fly in. Then they do the hot air balloon glow at dark, where they uh, light the torches and play. Of course, naturally they play moon glow because it's a moon because it's a balloon glow. And then, uh, then after that, about uh, quarter to nine, they put on a big fireworks that 
I mean, if it's like it was before, it beats any fireworks you've ever seen because they shoot the fireworks so high in the air that they divert all passenger and aircraft around the area. Because they shoot some of the fireworks up to 15 to under 2,000 feet up. I think Jerry has his hand raised. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay. Okay, we're going to be in the mid-70s here today. And uh, our big weekend is our annual church conference. Uh, we call it the Christocentric Conference because it's uh, various speakers come from uh, Reading, PA, Baltimore, Chicago. And we talk about the, the different aspects of uh, life in Christ. Okay. And do you guys stay someplace for the night or you just go to your, is this conference at your church? It's at our church. And in May we go, <clears throat> in May we go downstate to Reading and we have a place to stay. Ah. So does this conference fill your church up? Is there a lot of people that attend this conference? Oh yeah, it pretty much does. <clears throat> In fact, it's available. We have a website, uh, LordJesusChristAssembly.org, and you can actually uh, hear the, uh, you know, listen to the conference, or you can watch it on YouTube as well. Yeah. Do they put it on Facebook too? Probably. Maybe, yeah, I think so. Maybe Facebook. I don't think. I know it's on YouTube and on the website. Yeah. So if anybody was interested and didn't remember all that address, they could go there and type in Lord Jesus Christ Assembly dot org. Okay. And they could go there and find out more information about it and and, that and they would have the whole schedule of who's gonna speak and what their topic's gonna be and everything. So is this a meeting that lasts all day Saturday and Sunday or just part of the... Well, we start Friday night at 6.30. There's praise and worship music. <clears throat> then we have two teachings, uh, each about an hour, one from 7 to 8 and then, seven, and then 8 to 9. A little break in between and uh, people fellowship. There's plenty of coffee and cookies and things like that. And then uh, Saturday morning, we start probably about 10 o'clock. We have a couple of teachings there. And then we have lunch. Uh, lunch is at our church. And um, then we have two more teachings in the afternoon. We have a uh, break for a couple hours, come back at night, have a couple more teachings, and then might go to somebody's house for a time to discuss whatever, um, if anybody has any questions of the various speakers. And then on Sunday, there's church at uh, 10 o'clock, the regular time, and it all culminates in a picnic. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. So you've got, you've got a busy weekend plan. Yeah, we do. So we probably won't see you on Sports Talk on Friday night. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe no. Probably not. Yeah. But uh, you'll see me again uh, Sunday night for Sports Lounge Live. You'll be back. But the main thing is go enjoy your weekend and do what it's meant for. You know, that's, there you that's go. the main thing. Thanks, Jerry. Do we have any other raised hands, Dave? Yeah, Pam. Pam, go right ahead. Good morning, good people. I'm sorry, Pam. Uh, I will say this much. At least it's sunny today. Oh, it's sunny in Kansas City? Oh, my goodness. I I, I did Tim's show Monday, and I am here to tell you it was black as night here. Oh, my. In the middle of the day, I had to turn my light on in my dining room. It was that dark. I listened back to the show that I had taped, and mercy, I could hear some of the thunder through my microphone. 
Huh. It was, no, it was awful. So but, yeah, I, I had a good time doing the show. I was a little concerned about the lightning thunder, but beyond that, it was fun. Yeah, got it this through, weekend, though. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, so, yeah. This, this weekend, they're, they have a, a festival in, in Independence, Missouri. They call it Santa Caligon Day. It happens every Labor Day weekend. I don't know that I'm going to get out there to that because it's always a crowded mess. But I'm I'm covering the radio again tomorrow. This weekend, I'm not sure yet what's going to happen. We'll just go with it as it comes. I understand that you're going to cover for a lot of us over the weekend. You're just going to do almost 24-7. Yeah. Is there any truth to that, rumor? I'm doing, uh, uh, I am doing an Anthrocon special in a week. Yeah, on, on the I'm, 5th of September. But what I'm saying is I understand you're going to work on, what, Saturday the 31st. You're going to work the 1st. You're probably going to work on the 30th. I understand you're going to do a lot of work over the weekend. Maybe. Well, I'll say it this way. When I get back from the doctor, uh, you want to talk to me about that, my guess. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can just... Uh, you know, switch your studio to your bedroom, just take a nap, put some music on. It's no big deal. It's it's not uncommon for you to work 20 or, you know, 18, 20 hours a day. It's not a big deal. No. I mean... I got the, I got the library to handle it, that's for sure. Well, the library can handle it, but can you? Can I? No. Um, we can't handle it, but... You know what, though? Seriously, Bill, I got asked by the gentleman for whom I'm covering this week. If when we first started talking about me covering him, says, "Well, Bill left you." I'm like, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> which one? Um, oh, yeah. Which shows that? The one that I'm, I'm doing my answers for, for my chief. Oh, yeah. Because I hadn't done it when he had chosen a long time, but he says, "Is Bill going to let you do that?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yep. 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 If anybody else wants to raise their hand while we're in this segment, yeah, yeah Joe has his hand raised, and Pam will get back to you. Um, go ahead, Joe. Um, this is Joe. Hi. Greetings to everyone. It is 66 degrees, going to get up to 95. You know, one thing about series in the iPhone, it's not always accurate. Uh, when I when I ask for the forecast, she'll say the high, and mm-hmm. she always gives the low temperature, what, what the current temperature is going to be. Now, that's the interesting technological feed. <laughs> that's not always interesting. But uh, the, the other thing I want to talk about meeting people on uh, going back, on, on the 8th of June, Ellen and I, right here at Albuquerque, New Mexico, met Michael Barone, who does Pipe Dreams on uh, public radio. And it was actually great because the uh, second time af- after the event of the organist, he was standing out there, and I had a good chance to talk to him uh, because I, I I lived in Minnesota. So we were chattering away about organ music and radio. What a great time that was and then it it reminds me my my brain i'm i I am 78 years of age so i got all these different memories and you're talking about moon glow and picnic it reminds me of the instrumental back in 1956 moon glow i can't remember who did it i'm sure tim would know that instrumental but anyway those are some of the things right here in albuquerque new mexico well, that's good, Joe. I'm glad to hear what's going on and what's been going on with you. Stay around because we're going to call on you for more conversation here. And I'm going to ask a few questions here at the panel. Do we have anybody else, Dave or Chris? Uh, 512, area code. 
Hi, it's Gary. <clears throat> Hi, it's Gary here. Gary, we've never heard of Gary. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm here on the wrong day. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's wrong with this? My days are mixed up. So what's going on with Gary? Oh, not much. Just a little less heat and uh, all that stuff. And uh, no big plans for the Labor Day weekend. No. Um, possibly stand underneath my air conditioning vent. Oh, are you handy with those kind of stuff? Are you handy with chores around the house? And oh no, of... I'm not a I'm not a repair person. I just know how to turn things on and off. <laughs> That's about me. Turn it on, turn it off. Halfway, do some cooking, but no, not handy with. Shoot, I just discovered the. Um, it's an electric shredder the other day or month. I mean, that's a big thrill to me, so it doesn't say too much for me. So, well, but, I just found out my shredder will shred an old credit card, so I was happy about that. Right, see? I mean, you know, um, there's some things we learn. So besides listening to the radio and your all-things radio, do you have other interests or other things you do? Oh, sure. You know, I read a lot, and I listen to all sorts of different kinds of music and i you know visiting with people uh you know things like that and just i just have all sorts of stuff i'm interested in yeah you like the rest of us i read a lot i just started a good yeah. book last night called what was it called uh we're never amen we're never ever an amen about randy travis yeah. I read about that book, yeah. I've got, uh, I'm reading this book about, uh, I think it's called The Long Haul. It's about a guy who is a mover. And uh, he's talking about just moving, you know. It's a pretty interesting book because he discussed the ins and outs of that and some of the people he works with and some of those kinds of things. You know, we that, that would be fun, you know, to talk about that. You know, um, and we'll probably get to that topic here in, in just a little bit because I think we all do a lot of diversified reading. I have, we we just do a lot of reading. Do you do you find that you use your Victor Stream if you have one? Do you use a NLS player or do you download it onto your iPhone? I use uh, I do have an NLS player, but I use that the least. I use my Victor Stream and my iPhone, my old 6S. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm finding I've got a Victor Stream, but I'm finding I use it less and less and less. There's some things I don't like about how you have to download on the iPhone from NLS, but I've learned to work around that, and I just find I get books a lot faster. And yeah, can do. I have several SD cards with a bunch of podcasts and stuff on them. So, so you, you, you know, s- you do books. A, do a lot of listening. And, oh yeah. yeah, you know that that's kind of cool too. I like to read, read, read. If I'm not reading two or three books a week, there's something wrong. Jennifer, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Jennifer's always reading. Um, TV is probably my least favorite form of entertainment. I've got it. We've got all the TVs and all that kind of stuff, but I don't. I mean, I like TV news. You know. Yeah, I, I. You know, I'm I'm a news junkie. I used to be more of a news junkie than I am now, but uh, some of that's because the news can be so disheartening <clears throat> sometimes. So I sometimes avoid it from time to time. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that that I like to do is 
you know, you, you do get a little disheartened. That, that, that leads to my next topic, and you're on the phone here, so we might as well start it out. Uh, we'll get to you in just a moment, buddy. Uh, one of the topics I want to talk about, we've got a, uh, a lady by the name of Jackie who's been staying with us for the past five months now, almost six, who has what is called an emotional support dog. Well, she thought her dog was tangled up, and she took it off the thing and put it on the leash, and she was going to get it back in. Well, it pulled away from her because she has a few physical disabilities, and the dog went on a run and was barking and growling and doing whatever dogs do. And so... This happened once before, but this time the neighbor across the street called me. I went out, got Jackie in hand, and got the um, the dog back, and everything was restored. Well, we got a letter from the homeowners that 10 days the dog had to be out or they were going to send animal control to destroy the dog. Now, with this being an emotional support dog, this lady just was just devastated so we're going to a meeting tonight to see if we can get things you know kind of pointed and then and what actions we can take but i think the point i want to make gary is there's all these people out there watching this why didn't one person go over and try to help uh, the girl who was trying to follow the dog get back to safety i mean let the dog run if the dog's got to run out of the way or do whatever, but why does everybody just stand around and they say, well, blind people can't do anything. I walked out and got the situation defused and everybody back. Is it, I can remember my parents would have came out, looked at the situation, took it in hand and dealt with it. Yeah, mine would have done that too. I think people now, we're just so into looking that we don't want to get involved in anything, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting when I've been lost, when I'm wandering around and I'm learning a new neighborhood and I get completely and totally lost. There's never anybody around to give me direction. When I don't need them, right? Uh, they'll, you know, they'll all like 40 or 50, well, not really 40 or 50, but, you know, a few people come up and say, where are you trying to go? Well, I'm going where I'm trying to go. So, you know, it's when I, when I wasn't trying, when I wasn't getting where I was trying to go that I really needed you to veer out. But I know they're out there looking. You right. Know, look at the blind man make a fool of himself. I mean, yeah. I know they're out there. Well, they, you know, they always keep out there. there yelling and screaming instead of helping the lady. <clears throat> They could have just directed her back to the house, so she wasn't wandering around. The heck with the dog. I don't care if the dog ran down the highway, but they could have helped her. Yeah, they could have at least helped her out and helped her get back to, you know, where you're staying. I mean, that's, but they don't want to get involved. You know, they'd and even be before playing. when the dog got loose, they didn't. They called 911. They didn't help her, and she was wandering in the street. They could have both got hit. Yeah, sure. And so sure. Uh, when we go to the board meeting tonight, they... They've called a special we're meeting with the board members and whatever. And, you know, like I said, I'm I'm a little concerned. I don't. They've got other dogs and cats running free. And it's not that I don't like dogs or it's not that I don't like cats. I love cats. But you, you can't let one and not do the other. It, it maybe seems, it's some breed they don't like. I think you know, maybe I think they're, it's a breed thing. I, I don't know. It's a breed thing. I think it's a it's a what do you call those type dog part pit bull? I didn't even heard of pit bulls till. Yeah, pit bulls are they're pretty uh, 
uh, they can be pretty vicious, I guess, and people are afraid of them. Right, and, and I uh, think so that, that could, could be, be part of it. But, well, and even though it's small, it looks like a pit bull. When people see it and say, oh, that's a pit bull. It's between even 40 and 50 pounds. It's purebred, I don't think. But I think the point I'm trying to make out of all of this, why is it that people do not want to step up and why do I have to go out and get it in hand real quickly? Now, I realize it's our house, whatever. It's not my dog, but still. Might as well be. <laughs> you know, but just to, to, to get a situation in hand, and I think we've often been in these type of predicaments before where we've either been A, lost, B, there's, there's been another issue, and, and I'm sure people... Well, people come. just don't care. I remember in psychology class studying the, the that lady, there was a lady that was attacked in an apartment complex, and all the people in the neighborhood turned on their lights to see what was going on, but nobody came out to help her or called to get her help. Either that or they're busy taking their iPhones and filming it and not yeah. helping. Filming it and, and doing that. Chris, by the way, give out the phone number, if you would, again, please, the... The number that you would need is 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. You'll press pound, and when you're asked for a meeting ID, you will enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound one more time. You'll be asked for user ID. Press pound again, and you're in the room. One question we just got here from Gail. We've been over this several times. Alt Y will raise your hand on the computer. Alt Y. And Buddy has his hand raised still. Okay, we'll get Buddy and Gary stay there. Go ahead, Buddy. Hey, good morning, Bill. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody has a good day. Uh, We're not planning anything for Labor Day. Just uh, Now, is that an emotional support dog? Is that a service animal or is that something different? It's her pet. It's 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 not classified as a service animal. I I think we've had this discussion maybe before, but an emotional support is whatever a medical doctor's teams as a reason a person needs a. It's my question about the whole thing is how do they really do that if they haven't even seen the dog or know that the dog is trained to interact with anybody or anything? What I mean, there ought to be better documentation that really determines if. Buddy, are you still I mean, there? There's people taking their ducks and saying they're emotional support animals. Come on. Yeah, no, that's it's a joke. I think we got another raised hand or two. Gail, go ahead, Gail. Um, hi. Uh, I was just wondering about these. You know, the the I I'm in the National Federation of the Blind, and there has been some controversy about dog guides. You know that there have been some, maybe not lawsuits or something, but you know because of all the service animals that claim to be service animals that aren't really and things like this. I was just wondering. I I don't use a dog guide myself, but I was just wondering what the real status of all of this is. Well, we hopefully one day will get somebody on here who is an expert. Okay, and Thanks. somebody sent me an email and said you're not an expert, so you shouldn't talk on it. So I I try to talk as least as possible on it, but I can tell you an emotional support. In in Indiana, um, 
in Indiana, an emotional support is, is just how I described it. Um, a service dog has the ability to, you know, to go into places of business and they're a more trained type of dog where an emotional support dog, you you can say what you want to, I mean, you know, if the doctor says it, it's an emotional support dog. And I think they can only, in the state of Indiana, I'm only speaking for the state of Indiana, you can get into some apartment complexes um, because of your emotional support without paying a deposit. And you also are able to, some airlines let you fly cheaper. Your emotional support dog can do that. And I'm not even sure how well much that's being done now. But I know when you think of a service animal, you think of an animal... Has been trained, yes. Um, anything else, Gail, while I'm... No, I'm that, that pretty much answered my question. I'll just have to maybe look on the Internet or something and see if I can get any information. Well, you. I'm not... You know, I don't claim to be a... But sometime it would be great to have someone who is in the know about this stuff or has some right. legal knowledge or whatever about this kind of thing. But but I do know from my reading that you're not an emotional support dog does not have the same rights that a full-fledged service animal would have. Okay. That's what I thought. Thank you so All much. Right. Bye-bye. Do we have any other raised hands, guys? Ellen. Okay, go ahead, Ellen. Good morning, everybody. This is uh, my two to elaborate, you know, you're talking about people, you know, when you're getting lost and stuff like that. I had a situation one time where I was in the parking lot with a friend of mine, and we decided we were going to go across the street to the Walmart to go do a little shopping after we get through it. Thanks. Well, that didn't happen. There was a guy that, I don't know, he he was just standing there like a statue. <laughs> I just happened to see. So I asked him directions so I get to the uh, things across the street. Well, he pointed and he says, over there, I'm like, sir, I am legally blind. I don't know what over there means. <laughs> he just, he was just dumb. Well, has, I mean, has anybody ever run into that? I, I'm sure we all have. It's happened. All the time. You know, or I've been in a group. I remember this made an impression on me when I was a freshman in college in the summer program there at the University of Evansville. We were walking to a restaurant. We got lost or something happened. Somebody came up to help. And this other blind guy cussed this lady out. Leave me alone. I don't need your help. And so finally, somehow the lady came back to me and I said, don't judge visually impaired people by him. We don't all feel that way. And if I didn't need your help, I would tell you in a polite and a nice way, a courteous way. So don't judge people by that. And oftentimes those first impressions are what they do. So it's important, not so much for the dog, but that we let these people know on the board tonight that Hey, we're here. We live here. Sometimes there's problems, but we need to be courteous, respectful, and professional about it. You know, speak our point, make our point, but walk away. They will have a good impression, and that maybe we've made a few points. Um, well, good luck with that. You know, and just kind of, just 
Just know that we are behind you 100%. Thank you, Ellen. I appreciate that. That means a lot. And Yeah, sure. We'll go in there. We'll do the best we can. And, you know, that, that's that all we right. can do. That ain't right. That ain't right. No. Um, understand that I, I'm, I'm all for our rights, but I'm also for the rights that people who have uh, either an emotional support dog or whatever, or a service animal, also have some rights and responsibilities, too. So, mm-hmm. and by the way, if anybody wants to make a comment that they don't want to call in on the line or whatever, or whatever, they can hit the request, the, the feedback line at 800-693-0595, press option one, and you can speak your comment. If you don't want it on the air, you need to let me know. Otherwise, I can um, play it on the air. So that's 800-693-0595, just like you would normally call the legend request line and make a comment. They have rights, but they probably need to get... A dog like that trained, and or know that they can, can control I mean, it. I don't know. I, I think that's true. I really think that part part of the problem is the lack of training that emotional support animals get. I mean, you know, how can you train an iguana? Right. Yeah. Or, Maybe you can, but I wouldn't know how. My daughter told me she has three emotional support cats. I said, yeah. No. Everybody's animal is an emotional support animal, so right, or they wouldn't Every, have it. Thunder's an emotional support bird. There you go. Flashes. Pam in. Francis has her hand raised. Okay, Pam, go ahead. You know, I'm just curious to find out. I'm talking about training these animals. I, if if there's a medical doctor that has to sign off on the fact that these are our, our emotional support animals, why can't there be some kind of an identification card made up with a picture? Like there is for someone with a guide dog that well, someone can show to say that this is this is what this is here for. I can't believe that a doctor would just automatically write a note without ever seeing the dog or anything I, I like that. I have my cat who has gotten me through a lot of stuff, but I don't know that I would consider him an emotional support cat. He's my cat. I think people, a lot of people, do that when they want to take them with them all the time. Right. But it wouldn't be fair to the dog or to the person to take a dog that's not trained into a restaurant who has not been properly trained to do. Well, I don't think it would be fair. No, it would not. I would. I would not be comfortable with that. That's why people are having trouble taking their guide dogs in places because you have these people taking their their so-called pet or emotional animal to. Walmart and it bites people and growls and barks and then when somebody that has a legitimate service animal that's trained wants to go in there, it's I'm sorry we don't allow dogs in here. You know, Jerry talks about church. I can remember many, many years ago with my ex wife, we <coughs> she had a guide dog. This was back in nineteen eighty. And she was not allowed to bring it into the Eagle Dell Baptist Church. They wouldn't allow guide dogs. Now you would think that one place would have a little bit of compassion and let that uh, guide dog in. Well, I think now it's the law, and I think people are, are more educated in whatever the case may be. But that was a very well, highly trained dog. Or I've got friends who who are blind. I know one guy's married to a sighted wife. They will not let a guide dog ride in their car. Now, that's a private car, so they have that option. You know, they have that option. 
But, you know, anything public like a church or whatever, I hopefully we've, we've came a long way from 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 those days. So we got any more comments here? We have two raised hands. We have Gary and um, Bill from Chicago. All right. Go ahead, Gary. Well, I I once uh, saw a guy. I was at a sandwich place with a friend of mine, and I saw a guy who had a service dog, and I thought it was a guide dog. The guy was handling it so well, and he, we were waiting for our sandwiches, and we were talking to him, and he had PTSD. But, I mean, he was using a service dog the way they're supposed to be used. He had it on a harness, and as I say, I thought it was a guide dog because he handled it so well. And I think a lot of people get, you know, they get a dog and they try to get it as a service dog to get around apartment uh, deposit. But that's yeah, just that, my own cynical view of it. Right. But I think a lot of people do that. I'm sure they probably do. And like you said, it, it I think it, it goes back to the point that there's some responsibility from the pet owner, a lot of responsibility. There's also responsibility, well, who knows, but... You know, yeah, I have my emotional support iPhone, so I can take it anywhere I need to go. That's right. I got my letter from my doctor that I am certified crazy. That's why I carry my radio. You know what I mean? My iPhone. Yeah. I'm, I, I know I'm certified nuts, okay? I didn't need a doctor to tell me that. But fortunately, yeah. this lady has a type letter from the doctor. And I mean, like I said, I, I, I am the least qualified or the least to tell you who or should not have an emotional support dog because that's not my field of expertise. I, I just... Well, they don't have to meet any qualifications. I mean... You know, I, I just don't know. There's pot-bellied pigs that are emotional support animals, supposedly, so... Right. <laughs> so if there's anybody that wants to come in the main app, see, we've had a person come in and out. Yeah, he Bill went, has his hand raised. Okay, and but they just need to do a... Um, on the phone yeah. star nine. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, yeah, the only thing, uh, I know that service animal stuff, I think some of it is a little too far-fetched. I mean, there's some things like some animals they take as service animals, but they should be trained somehow because just like a guide dog is trained. But now you mentioned about this one person, they won't let a seeing eye dog in their car. Well, that's your private vehicle. But I remember a friend of mine, oh, this is probably back in the early 80s, uh, was coming into O'Hare Field, and a cab wouldn't take him because he had his dog. Well, that was the cab was due to the guy, a religious religious reason why he didn't have a dog because where the country is from, a dog was considered uh, a sinful thing. And But he sued the camp company. And, of course, if you take Uber and Lyft and those, they're not required to take a seeing eye dog either oh, because no, 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 those no. are private cars, aren't they? No, 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 no. You need to stop okay. right back there. We we need to put okay. the bell filter on right now. Okay, I just, uh, I know. I just figured they were. I figured no, they were because no, 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 they were no, private no, no. cars. They, they wouldn't necessarily. Oh, no. Uber and Lyft you're, have you're, a very strict policy about. Now, I'm not going to guarantee okay. you 100 percent that every dog, every driver. However, if they don't pick up somebody with a service animal, a qualified one. Um, they are subject to being a suspended okay. or being, I being fired. I didn't because I don't really use them. I was just curious right. because no. I just said I was going to say that no, Uber because and Lyft, are, the reason they have the right to refuse because they're no. not private cars. No. Is there a private car? But yeah. they're they're putting their business out for the public. In other words, right. they're making themselves publicly available. It's one thing if you and your daughter do not want me and my service animal 
to to well, get I understand that. that I understand right. that, but I didn't because see, I don't use Uber and Lyft. I never pay. I never use them. I just figured. Oh, but that I didn't mean I was saying that they you cut me off. I wasn't going to say they can refuse you. I said I didn't know if they can refuse you or not because it's a private it's a private car and they're just contracted to this company. I didn't know what Uber and Lyft policy is because I don't use right. Uber and Lyft and I don't have yeah. a, a service dog. And I was just no. I just making a comment because right. I know uh, if it's your private car, you can refuse whoever you want. And but I know according the way I understand, a service dog such as a guide dog cannot be refused in any place anymore. That that is true. And the but the difference is between a private car is they make themselves available to the public for business. Okay. Let's get six five one guys. I think is that the order of things here, Chris and Dave. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. Hi. Uh, Go ahead. Hello, this is Diana. Oh, this is six five one. You got me on there? Yes, we have you. Yeah. Hi, this is Diane. Yes, Diane. Go right ahead. Have you got something to say? Uh, well, I mean, it's very interesting to uh, hear about the service dogs. I don't specifically have a service dog, but I live in a group home with all these nurses around me that. My my nurses are my quotes or the heart guests who go around and do different things and go into the fair on Saturday and just uh, different things that we have with these other stuff. Well, I've just recently got a lady A, and uh, so um, it's very interesting listening to this uh, legend oldies. I'm enjoying it a lot, different well, things. So. Well, first I'm just of all, gonna just sit back. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the conversation. Well, thank you, Diane, for calling in. And number one, you're doing a great job. You're using your Lady A, and we're glad that you enjoy the station. But I commend you for calling in and doing that. That's that's very positive and very, very good, Diane. And yeah, you can so come the back. Jerry and Judy and Ben. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if Robert also knows listening, but. Yeah. Well, do you know Tim? Tim, I'm not sure. Uh, nope, I'm not nope, I not. I don't think I've ever met I'm Diane. Not Sammy. Oh, <laughs> sounds like Sorry Tim's got that. his own <laughs> phone <laughs> issues. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I, I don't believe we have ever met, um, but I assume. Not <laughs> nice to meet all of you guys on here, but sure. Maybe I'll come in again someday. I feel like this is a, like this is a support group of sorts. Well, Diane, thank you for calling, and you call in any time and keep listening, and if there's something we can play for you or something you enjoy, you just let us know, okay? I'm doing Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any other comments, guys? Are we out of comments? Don't think so. I think that's all the hands so far. But seriously, we're going to this board meeting tonight to be prepared to try to be positive, to try to see if we can resolve the issue. Now, do I think they can come in on Friday and go in and, you know, destroy the dog or anything like that? No, they can't. I don't believe so. I think they they have to, to, to go through a process, you know, to, to do something like that. I don't think they can just walk into your home and, and do that. But I do think that we as homeowners or people have to be respectful of other people, you know, and in what, you know, other people's feelings. But you've also got to be careful. There's not a what they what they call a crowd, or I don't want to use the word gang, but a, a mentality where everybody just piles on and does, you know, what they want to do. 
Well, when you make enough public displays, you get, I mean, if there were never any public displays of how out of control it was, there probably wouldn't ever have been any issue, just like some of the other dogs that wander into your yard or whatever. If you don't tell and they don't attack you or anything, you don't, that's how they get by with it. Yeah, I think, but I I do think, you know, it's an issue that we we have to, to, you know, to, to think about, but we have to, you know, more more importantly, try to resolve the issue to everybody's satisfaction and guarantee that said animal will not be in a point where it causes, you know, problems for... Well, you can't guarantee it. <laughs> no, I mean... Unfortunately. You know, but you can try to minimize it as much as possible, I think. I think, is there any other comments or anybody on the panel want to say anything while I go look at email for... For just a moment to see if we have any comments, I can. Drag. Well, we don't have any. We don't have any hands raised. Um, so. Okay. Um, let me. I'm going to. But you've had guide dogs and stuff, Chris. Did you ever have trouble with your guide dogs acting up like that? No, absolutely not. Heidi would have never acted up. A roll rolled in front of her nose when I was at a meeting one time. I didn't even know it. Somebody told me later. And she sat there or laid there for 30 minutes with a roll about three inches from her nose. And she never <laughs> flinched, never moved. Now, she when she was out of harness... Mom dropped a piece of toast one time, and she had it before it hit the floor. So, you know, that that's the difference between when she was in harness and when she wasn't. But no, I never had any trouble with her acting up. Well, I remember one time I was in a parking lot with my dog, and I forget. I was standing there waiting on the bus or something, and I was messing with the... I was just bored, and I was messing with the clip on the leash, and somehow or another, I unfastened it. <laughs> and, be, and the whole thing, I mean, I took the leash off of her, and she stood there like, um, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, she could have taken off, but she had her harness on, and she stood there, and I just put the leash back on it, and it was like... Lucky. They're, they're, most of them are very well trained. Some schools, I think, do a little better than others. But but it's also up to the owner to maintain that training. And they told us at, at uh, the school, they said, you know, dogs and wolves and canines, they travel in packs. And they have a pack mentality. And somebody's going to lead and somebody's going to follow. You're going to be a pack of two. You better make sure you lead. Well, it's like we've been trying to explain to Jackie sometimes that making the dog mine is not being mean to it. No, that's leading. That's leading. You know, she's afraid it's going to impede its personality or something if it doesn't get to do everything it wants to do. And Heidi and I had a deal. You know, I lead, you follow. That that was the deal. And it worked. She was very, very a great worker. Yeah. I was going to mention that, if, you know, some of the... Uh... Well, there's certain breeds of dogs that get kind of a bad name, and it seems to go in cycles. Like, oh, years ago, it was kind of the German Shepherds, and before that, maybe like Rottweilers and things like that. Now it's pit bulls, and and it's just, I mean, all pit bulls are not bad dogs. That's... You know. But right or wrong, people are afraid of them. I mean, they just are. I but understand any dog, that. Yeah. Any dog, if they're running around barking and growling, is frightening. I yeah. mean, even if you, even if they wouldn't bite you, if it's a dog, you don't know, and it comes running towards you, and it's growling and barking, and you know, you don't know. I'd run. I'd probably run from it. 
I've had people yeah. actually climb up on a couch, and we were at Denny's and one time, and you know how Denny's have those has those most of them have those that couch at the door, and some guy climbed up on the back of the couch, and all Heidi and I did was walk past. <laughs> I mean, he was just that afraid of dogs. But, well, I remember I got in a cab one time with a guy, and when I had my first dog, and we went wherever we were going, and. And I got out of the cab, and he said, was that dog with you the whole time? I said, yeah. He said, I'm scared to death of dogs, and I didn't even know she was back there. Well, that's how it should be. They should be um, secondary. I'm uh, almost ready right here. I got probably, two comments coming. about training Flash as a uh, support Oh, cat. right. Like, that's going to work. <laughs> you can't train Flash to do anything. Yeah, he would be a crazy <laughs> I think you could teach Thunder to do it, Dave. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. She could ride on your shoulder and say, left, right, yeah. stop, go. <laughs> Problem is, she might not tell you the cliff. right direction at the right time, but. Well, yeah, she'd get confused. <laughs> or deliberately to tell you to go to the right when it's supposed to be left. <laughs> and then laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, I've got everything here. I'm going to put in Debbie's comments real quick. And these are unedited, so we're going to hope for the best. Maybe. Hi, Bill. This is Debbie in Lafayette. Um, I don't do the coffee club thing because I'm really not sure exactly how to go about it the right way and get in the right way. Um, but I wanted to comment on the guide dog and, or service dog and emotional support dog. As you said, service dogs are trained. They are certified. I have a guide dog from Leader Dogs for the Blind in Rochester, Michigan. I've had dogs for 45 years. I have an ID that I carry with me in my billfold at all times. It says that Ada is a leader dog. It has our pictures on it. She has an official number on her tag from leader dog. Um, yeah, they are they are trained. And they act up. They misbehave. They're dogs. But, I mean, Ada's been one of my best dogs, by the way. But I just wanted to pass that along. And these dogs, I have been in Walmart. I, have, I was at the, also at IU Hospital one time, and this person's dog attacked Ada. It was supposedly a service dog. I don't believe it for a minute. Um, I've seen other dogs in Walmart just going nuts and barking and everything. Anyway, so that's what I have to say on it. I do know that guide dogs are certified and are trained, and you have to go to school to be trained with them. Anyway, I will be quiet, and uh, you guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, Bill, this is Debbie in Lafayette again. I'm an airhead. You can put my comments about guide dogs and service dogs on the air if you like. Um, anyway, <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Got bad news for you, Davey. Debbie, we just did. <laughs> no. I'm just, it's a little late now. You're not. <laughs> yeah, we, we just did. But Debbie, Debbie summed it up, I think, for all of us and summed it up. And I will appreciate all your feedback. And if I missed anybody, I'll play them after the demo. What's our demo on today, guys, where I can find it? Is it? Waffle bowl maker. Waffle bowl maker. Okay, give me just a right. second. Here. Waffle bowl maker. It's about twenty four minutes. <clears throat> you guys cover for me for just a month. Um, this is a really cool thing. We um, 
saw it on QVC. It was um, it wasn't today's special value. I think it might have been a one time only or something like that because the sale price didn't last too long. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, we paid nineteen something. It's twenty two dollars and fifty cents right now. It's on three easy pays of seven fifty a piece, and the shipping and handling is. Um, Five something. I don't remember the sense, but it was five dollars and something. It's pretty so cool. Is it I, electric or does it yeah. just shape? A- no, it's electric. And I I ordered it because I really was extremely curious about what it would be like and how big and what it would do. And it's it's actually pretty cool. And I thought, well, if I don't like it, we'll do a demo on it and you know send it back. Well, I, tell you I what think we're, we're going to keep do. it. We're going to do this. We're going to pay a few bills. Yeah, right. And that means that's a two-minute spot. We're going to do that, and then we're going to go right into the demo. How about that? And sorry about that, Live 365. My clock just got a little messed up. And so here we go. We'll see you guys on the other side of the demo. We'll be back and talk about it, and here we go. Well, good morning, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. And today, we've got this interesting product for making bowls, <laughs> little bowls, tiny baby wee bowls, whatever you want to call them. This is a personal bowl maker, and it's made by Yes Chef. So I'm going to let Chris give you some information about this product. This is called a personal waffle bowl maker, and it is by Yes Chef. That's Y-E-S space C-H-E-F. We bought this on QVC about a week ago, mostly because I was very curious about what it looked like and how it worked. And it's we bought it for nineteen dollars. It was on special, but right now it's twenty two fifty. The item number is K four seven two five four. That's K four seven two five four. It is on Easy Pay, seven fifty a month. I they said that was three payments of seven dollars and fifty cents a month. The you can go to qvc.com to see it and read about it or if you have a cue card number or cue card and the item number you may call the automated services at 1-800-345-1212 or if you want to ask some questions or speak with a real person you may call 1-800-345-1515 it's likely available other places because it has been out for a little while okay now i want to tell you one thing about this unit uh it is electric and if you are afraid of high heat i would not recommend that you use this device it gets very very hot very hot but that's what it's supposed to do and those of you that do a lot of cooking probably aren't uh going to be afraid to use this thing but if you are well then so be it so be it (laughs) anyway um the unit is about it it's it's kind of shaped like a round well it is shaped like a round bowl it's about um seven inches round around 
across. across. And from front to back, um, it's probably going to be, you're going to add about two inches to the back because it, it sort of narrows down and then comes out sort of square on the back. And then your power cord sticks out of the back end of it. And then on the front of the unit, uh, add another inch, inch, inch or so. Uh, because that's sort of the handle where you raise and lower it's got a little the lid. And it's approximately, as far as the height, well, I would guess it's probably about, uh, about five inches high. It's got a little round thing on the top, which um, if you take a light probe, you can you can see a little light in there. It's a little bigger than a quarter. There are no buttons on it. No buttons. Just a power cord to plug it in. You plug it in, and it heats up, and it does its thing. Now, on the the front of the the unit, um, you know, I said uh, you had to add a little bit for the the handle where you where you lift the lid. But underneath the, uh, when you, if you bring your hands to the front of this unit, you turn it around so that the front edge of the uh, handle is facing you. And if you reach your fingers underneath the handle, it, 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 I don't know if you really want to call it a handle. It's sort of like a lip that sticks out. And then underneath the lip, there's a little, we'll call it a lever. It has dots on it. It has uh, one, two, three, four, five dots. And you press the dot, you press the handle, or you press the lever up. I squeeze them to get, I squeeze it. I put my fingers on top and my thumb underneath and squeeze it. Right. Because if you don't, you might move the thing, which you wouldn't want to do if you were... If it was hot and you were actually using it, you wouldn't want it to scoot around on you. It does tend to move just a little bit. And I would recommend putting it on something. Yeah, you might want to put this thing on a cookie sheet, especially if you're doing something like bacon or something like that. It can throw a lot of grease, and it's a good idea to have it's setting on a cookie sheet. We did bacon the other day, and quite honestly, um, I don't think we'll be doing bacon again. It was good, though. It was good, but it was messy. Oh, my goodness, it was messy. And the, and the, the bowl kind of fell apart because I think we might have overcooked it just a little bit. It was a little hard to get the bacon in there straight. You put the bacon in where it overlaps so that when it cooks, it sticks together. And we got a partial bowl, but it kind of collapsed on one side. <laughs> yeah. So, once you have the lid open, if you look, uh, the lid hinges back away from you. And if you look inside, it looks like... There's oil in there, so be careful. Yeah, I know. I just realized that. <laughs> I got oil on my hand. It says it's non-stick. I don't ever buy that. Okay, it looks like an upside of the lid, under the lid, like if, if you have it open and the lid is facing you... The, um, if you put your hands inside against the, the inside of the lid, looks like an upside-down bowl. And then right in the center of the, and it's got little ridges that go around it. 
Yeah, you'll see what I mean. If you happen to purchase one of these, you'll know exactly. Yeah, it's, what it's not smooth. It's a little bit like a waffle, sort of. Yeah, and then uh, it it narrows down, and then right in the center of that upside down bowl type thing, there's a little round dot, <clears throat> which uh, which meshes up with the inside of the on the bottom of the unit on the. On the inside of the unit, not on the lid, but in the bowl itself. If you reach your hand into the bowl, it's got ridges that go around it. It's about five inches around or across in, in the bowl itself. And then right in the middle, it's got the ridges that go around. And right in the middle of the bowl is the dot. Well, it's like a little nipple, whatever you want to call it, that matches the dot or nipple that's on the lid. So when you close the lid, those two come together once you have your stuff in there. Now the idea of this thing is you 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 uh, plug it in, let the unit heat up. Which takes about three or four minutes. Right. And it, as we said, it does get hot. Get out of the way, cat. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, the cat's checking things out. You know, he wants to see what we're doing. Uh, He's on the floor. Oh. So, anyway. So, the idea is you take a half a cup of, of whatever. whatever batter you're going to use or whatever it is you want to make this bowl out of. It can be... Cornbread, it can be brownie batter, it can be cake batter, it can be waffle or pancake batter, it could be, you could even take a, a biscuit, a canned biscuit, and smash it out flat and shape it and put it in there. They say you can do a, a soft tortilla, one of the small ones. I haven't tried that. So anyway, once you uh, you have the unit heated heated up and you put your your half a cup of stuff in there, then you're going to close the lid. Now Chris did put some. What did you put on there? Did you put some oil on? There? I put a little bit of oil. It is nonstick, and they say it's real easy to clean. We have done bacon in it. We haven't done anything else in it because we just got it. Uh, I don't quite trust always the nonstick, so I did just, a, I mean, I bet you there's not a quarter teaspoon of oil that I smeared around on the top and the bottom. Yeah, on, on the upside-down bowl part of the lid and down in the bowl itself. Okay, so anyway, you have the batter in there, and I'm going to lay my recorder down. Well, we don't have the batter in yet. We have we're to gonna, preheat it. Uh, we're going to preheat um, the unit. And like I said, the power cord comes out of the back. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to, as soon as I find my cord, ah, grief. here's my cord. I'm going to plug this unit in and let it heat up. So that'll take about two or three minutes. It's plugged in now and we're just waiting 
for the unit to get good and hot. I've got the batter made. And uh, the only other thing it doesn't do either, it, I don't believe it beeps when it's no, it doesn't. completely That'd reheated. Nice. If you have a light probe um, or, or your iPhone, for example, and you use the light detector that's on your iPhone, if you have that app, um, when that light goes out, the unit is preheated. I just took a, I mixed some, uh, well, it's actually that Aunt Jemima complete batter. That's half batter, half water, ever how much you want to make. Um, and there are other complete uh, brands, too. I just mixed a little bit in a pitcher, little tiny, like a, it's a, like a one-quart pitcher, and poured a half a cup. So I've got a half a cup waiting for it. We're just waiting on it to preheat. The object is to use, if you don't use thin batter, then you have to shape your batter to the bowl. Like if you were going to use cookie dough, that might work, I don't know, but you'd have to shape it to the bowl. Because the object is, you put a half a cup of batter, like cake batter or waffle batter that's kind of a little bit on the thin side. The object is for that top bowl to come down and press the batter up the sides between the bottom bowl and the top bowl. That's how you get your bowl. And bowls take anywhere from two to three minutes to make. Now the bacon bowls, they take a little bit longer. And you also can't well, what you do on the bacon bowls is you plug it in and then you start laying your bacon. But like I said, it gets pretty hot. So. Okay, the unit is preheated. So I'm going to open it up by squeezing the latch and I'm opening up and it's really hot. You want to be careful not to, if you're going to use one of these, be careful not to bump the top because you don't want it coming down on your hand. She's putting the battery in. I'm going to close it now. Watch your microphone. Close the lid. She's got the uh, half a cup of battery in there. The lid is closed. So now we're just waiting. You can kind of hear it. I don't know if the recorder will pick it it up or not. Be quiet a second. It will. I think she's telling me to shut up. (laughs) Well, they. Compression will bring it up if there's nothing else going on. <laughs> oh, well, what that was. So we'll just wait until um, we see. We're going to give it about three minutes or so, and then we'll lift the lid. And What they tell you to do... You can lift the lid and check it, but if your lid resists coming up, it means it isn't quite ready yet. Okay, we think it's done. It acts like it's done, so I'm going to open it up. And I'm going to take a fork and find it. There it is. And I'm going to try to get it. I'm going to lift it out on a fork. There it comes. 
there is a bowl. Wait just a second, I'm going to start another one. So we'll each have one. All right. And the object is you can put eggs or ice cream or fruit or whatever you want. Oops. You want to see the bowl? Yeah, that thing looks really good. And and it's actually, <laughs> it, it looks like, uh, kind of like a cereal bowl. Yeah, it does look like a cereal uh, it, bowl. And it's flared out uh, on the sides at the top, like a rim. It put like a little rim around the edge of the bowl. That's pretty cool. And you could put... If you had fried some bacon or something, you could put bacon in there. You ham could put ham and eggs. You could put biscuits and gravy in the biscuit bowl. Anything you wanted to in there. Oh, it's talking. It's pretty amazing. She has another one in there, so because it's going to be one for her, one for me, and maybe two for me, and three. Can I have seven? Probably not. Probably not. Well, that's not fair. Anyway, I'm not sure what we're going to put in it. Uh, maybe some scrambled eggs or something. Some bowl. And she just put um, she she put the second bowl in, and it's been in there for a couple of minutes, and we'll give it a little bit of time until it's finished. Yeah. And um, we'll see how that goes. And like I said, folks, if you are afraid of heat, I wouldn't recommend you use this. But if you do a lot of cooking and everything like that, you're kind of used to uh, working around things that get hot. You know that um, blind people and sighted people alike get burned if you cook enough. Everybody does at some point. It's not just blind people, so, you know. If you do get burned, don't feel too bad because everybody else gets it much sooner or later. Just be careful and know that it's going to happen and don't let it deter you. Let it let you think about maybe how I could have avoided it next time. But don't let it keep you from trying things. I'm thinking this one is probably done because it's quit making noise. We'll find out. Oh, that's really hot. That steam is hot. Just take the spatula or take a fork, fork, yeah, and take the bowl out. And we could have used a little oil on this one, so it's it's. I was right. It is a good idea to put a little oil, but I got it out, so that's okay. You can unplug that now if you want to. Okay, I'll lay my quarter down. Unplug it and let this yeah. baby cool down. Let me shut it so that no one accidentally bumps it. There we go. Grab my recorder again. And we'll let this thing cool down. It does take a little while for this thing to cool down. They're supposed to wipe off with a damp cloth, and it looks like it will. Yeah, because it's real smooth. The, 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 get inside the bowl and, and, and the, the bottom side of the lid is real smooth. And so. we tasted of the bowls, and they're good. I'm looking at this bowl that we, we just made. I guess this one is mine. That one's yours, yeah. Um, I already ate mine. Down 
down if, if you put your fingers down in the bottom of the bowl you'll feel the little waffle shape um, you know how waffles get thinner inside the little squares and thicker on the outside and there's all these little squares well they're not quite as small as waffles it's more like a belgian waffle but they yeah. they do that they get thin in the center like the little waffle squares do and you have the little ridges uh, inside um, around the around the edges of the bowl <laughs> it really looks yeah, pretty cool. cool they are so anyway it was a success we can't complain about that so that's how it works it does exactly what they say it will do. Just watch out for the heat. And it's like any appliance that you're using that uses it's just heat. electric like that. And like I said, there's no switch. So it gets hot. And then you just unplug the unit like we just did. And we did. And it, it's cooling down now. And then we'll wait till it's cold and until it's just warm. And then we'll wipe it off like you should do with any appliance that, you know, if you've done some cooking in there when it's just warm and you wipe off the uh, inside so that you don't have any stuff left over in there. It'll likely take about 20 or 30 minutes to to cool enough to wipe down. Again, this is called a personal waffle bowl maker, and the waffle refers to the shape, not not necessarily what you can make in it. It just refers to the shape and the similarity to the waffle pattern. It is by Yes Chef, that's Y-E-S space C-H-E-F, and actually there's an exclamation point after chef, but anyway... It is item number K47254. This particular one is a QVC item. They had it on a Sunday or two ago for $19 and some odd cents. Currently, it sells for $22.50. You can go to qvc.com and put in the item number or personal waffle bowl maker or even just bowl maker and come up with it. I'm sure other places have it. You can call QVC's automated number at 1-800-345-1212 if you have the item number and a Q card or a credit card on file. Or you may call a real person at 1-800-345-1515. There is, I'm sure, a Yes Chef number, so if you have a question they can't answer, they can probably give you a phone number. I do not have that at this time. But I'm sure there is one because there usually is, and they can usually come up with it. Even if we can't see it, oftentimes they can. So that's what the product is. Right now it's currently on three easy pays of $7.50. And I'm sure that it's probably available other places, or at least a similar item would be. But this happens to be where we got this one. And like I said, mostly I got it because it wasn't very expensive and I was very, very curious about exactly what it would look like and how it would work. So now I know. So if you have company and you want to do something a little fancy. Show show off a little bit. Yeah. Well, I decided that um, 
I wasn't going to wait to put stuff in the bowl. I ate mine, so too. So <laughs> I'd already eaten about half of the bowl. That's why I was doing so much talking. I knew he was eating his bowl. <laughs> and I ate mine while he was talking. We haven't had breakfast yet. It's early here. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's how the unit works, and we hope we did a fairly good job of uh, demonstrating this product. If you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers to the questions, he'll get a hold of us, and, and we'll make sure that you get the answers to the questions that you might have. Or he might just want to make it up. Who knows? Right. Um, or if you have any questions or comments during this live broadcast, you may reach us at 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. Press pound as instructed. When you're asked for the meeting ID, enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound again, which you will be asked to do. When you are then asked for your user ID, press one pound one more time, and you will be in the Zoom room with us where we can talk about waffle bowl makers. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another exciting demo. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. I tried something there. I'm not sure everybody's unmuted yet.
It worked. It worked, and it worked very well. Okay. Let's see if it unmuted me. Yep. It did. did. I I had time to go back and mute everybody that wasn't on the panel, so now we can call on them when they raise their hand. So that worked really well. We're very good. We've got some more comments to play if we want to do that. We even got it. Let's see if I've got it right here. Then we... Well, maybe. Oh, here we go. Hi, this is Bonnie. A quick comment on the service animal escape situation. Uh, and I don't, I don't, you're not going to have time to put that on the air. That's fine. And that's not why I'm calling. Um, you know, there are two sides to every story. And um, with all my disclaimers, compassion for Jackie, compassion for you. It's amazing what you guys have done for Jackie. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, what would she do without you? Um, I don't have all the facts, and uh, such as what was that dog doing when it ran away. But I'm focusing narrowly on um, when you have your meeting tonight. Um, first of all. Um, if that dog looks like a pit bull, I don't care how much percentage pit bull it has. Um, pit bulls are a problem, whether they actually are or not. I've heard of therapy dogs that are pit bull. I get it. But uh, when people see something that looks like a pit bull running around, negatory. You're going to have problems. Too bad. However, she got connected up with this dog. That might have to be looked at. Secondly, what would Jackie have done? And, you know, I've been lost. I've been, you know, I, I do, I, it's, I sound like I have no sympathy for her. Um, little tough love sometimes is um, a balance here. What would she have done if you hadn't come out? You're not always going to be home to deal with this. The dog's gotten away twice. I'm sure Jackie has lots of needs and lots of problems. And, again, um, I am very touched um, how you've really been the hands of the Lord taking care of her, um, and I respect that. Um, but I wonder, you know, what happens the next time. Um, destroying the dog, of course, that's that's a problem, and my heart would break for her if that happened. But something else has got to give, and you can't always be there to deal with it. And that's the tough love part. Uh, you're probably going to be asked about all of that um, and how the dog can be more secured, um, especially if she can't handle the dog if it's gotten out twice. Um, and I know that sounds harsh. I'm totally blind. I get it. I once had a guide dog. The whole other issue of guide dog versus service dog is a big deal, and I won't try to go there. It's way too voluminous a subject. Um, but I think service dogs, uh, emotional support dogs, have hurt guide dog users, which I used to be one, and I feel pretty strongly about that. It's more important. And, hey, I work in mental health. I understand <laughs> uh, support, uh, emotional support animals as a concept. Lots of vets have them and everything else now, but there are problems when you have them, and training being one of them. Okay, I'm out, and thank you for letting me comment. Um, I hope your meeting goes well tonight. My compassion to you both, but there are two sides to this. Thanks. And think about the neighborhood. You have to live with these people long after. I hope Jackie gets a place to live. You have to be in this neighborhood, and you might want to think about that. Okay, thank you. Bye. For full disclosure, we give all sides and comments. And you're, you're, you're spot on, Bonnie. Very well thought out comments. Um, this this waffle maker, what I heard of the, the demo... Is it actually a bowl filled full of waffle stuff? I, I didn't hear that part when I was fixing. No, you put a half a cup of batter in it, and when you put the lid down, it's like another bowl coming down inside 
of the bowl you put the batter in and it squashes the batter it pushes it up the sides of the bowl in a waffle pattern the the bowl has a both bowls have a waffle pattern on them and so it actually makes a bowl made out of waffle batter there's nothing inside it you fit you put in it whatever you want to put in it you could put eggs or if you did a brownie bowl you could put ice cream or if you did cake you could put strawberries or some other kind of fruit it's it's really neat the way it looks. I I was well, we were a little skeptical when we ordered it, but we thought, well, we got to try this and see what happens. And it made uh, she used a pancake batter, and it made a bowl um, with the waffle it, pattern with the water waffle padding pattern on the inside, and it flared it out on the outside, and it was an actual bowl. But it tasted it like a pancake. It was just a bowl-shaped pancake. And as far as, like, if you wanted to do a biscuit, you could put eggs and gravy and sausage in there. If you wanted to do a tortilla, one of the small ones, you could put taco meat and lettuce and tomatoes and whatever. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, is, is, would it be your, Would it be an item that would be on your counter? Does it make the grade? Well, it's pretty small, and it, it really could be because I, I can see we'll make some use of it. I can see uh, putting some pizza, uh, make the bowl out of uh, some dough or pizza dough or whatever, and then fill it with pizza sauce and pepperoni. And so it, it would cheese. make the grade. Even if it doesn't stay on the counter, per se, it'll stay upstairs. It's not going to go back then? No, no, it's not going to go back. I like it. It, it. You have to be really careful with it, but I like it. So it, it's one of those things. Now, to me, of course, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I don't know that I'd want to go all the trouble to make a waffle. But, you know, could I do the same thing on my, could I do the same thing on my, oh, my, the grill we've got, the. No, you couldn't shape the it bravo. like a bowl. Well, I don't want to shape it like a bowl. I want a waffle. Well, but, but, you know, yes, you could make a waffle. You can make lots of things. I can make pancakes and waffles, and it's yeah. just the fun of it. It's okay. not, you know, it's, the it's fun just of the fun it. of it. Okay. There's- well, one, one way to look at that, Bill, is like, you because they're small, you know, it's it's not a huge bowl. It's, it's about the size of, when it's done, about the size of a cereal bowl. And yeah. so you could, you know, if you were going to have some company, some company come over, you could make like these little dessert things, you know, make the bowl and put some fruit in it or whatever the case may be, whatever you want to put in there. It's like if you had a, a cake pan, the shape of a heart or the shape of a bunny or what it's just it's will it taste the same? Yes. It's just the cuteness. Oh, okay. As long as I get a perspective on it, you know. As long if you know, you know, it's all shapes, all sizes, everything for yeah. everybody. You know what well, I mean? Well, you know, we 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 like to have it taste good, but every once in a while, we you know, I like I personally like to have a little cooking fun. Um, yeah, and at least you made a disclaimer in there that if if heat is a you know real heat is a concern to you, then you might stay away from it, you know. But like I said, there's new challenges and people try different things, you know. So that's cool, and it the, the demo was very very well done. By the way, that's just in my humble. I think they'd make neat strawberry shortcake. 
You could do it. Oh, that reminds me, in the kitchen while we're talking to Chris, I tried something different last night. One of my snacks I like to eat is strawberries. So I've just been leaving them in these plastic cartons, but they're gone after two or three days. They start not tasting so good, or somebody said they had mold on them or whatever. I think, now how many boxes do I need to go through with these strawberries? So I got them this time, washed them off a little bit, then took a knife, cut that little off of them, and then cut them in two and put them in a bowl and sealed it up and put them in the refrigerator. Will that preserve them any longer? It probably will. Strawberries are extremely, they're, they're kind of like bananas. They're extremely perishable. So when you get them, you really don't need to get more than you can eat in a three or four days unless you're going to freeze them. Yeah, because I've noticed I've been having some problems with that. And so I said, well, wait a minute. Let's, let's stop this. And these, you know these strawberries aren't from around here. They've been trucked in from someplace. I don't know that they're even doing them in Florida right now. I don't know. Of course, the weather. But still, I cut them up. And then for the fun of it, I tried this. I don't think it hurt anything. I took some of that. What's that type of sugar I used? Um, Splenda? I, Splenda. I put Splenda over some of them, you know, in the bowl and mixed it up a little bit. I don't think it hurt it. Oh, no, that wouldn't hurt it. No, but, you know, I, you know, Jenny and those guys was eating ice cream and, and a big platter of cookies. So I thought, well, got to have something I can eat because um, you just never know about this blood sugar. It just goes all over the place. One day it'll be a little higher and got up this morning, it was 64. So you just never, never, ever know where that's going to be. Or what triggers it, what doesn't trigger it. Thank goodness for my meter, because I I would just have no clue um, as to what it what it what it would be. And one of those waffle things would probably drive me up and over. And then again I say that. Uh, I doubt it because you can eat a honey bun. <laughs> you know, that's the funniest thing. I can eat a bowl of cereal and it'll drive it up. And I haven't for a while, but we were out of bread and I ate one of Jennifer's little honey buns, and that honey bun didn't drive the blood sugar up as much as, um, go figure. I cannot figure it. Well, a lot of cereals have an awful lot of sugar in them. Well, they're supposed yeah, to matter be sugar if they're free. ones yeah. that are supposedly good for you or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it, it's terrible. I can go to a restaurant and eat a big, big hamburger with the buns and all that. Trouble. But... You know, the plain meat, all that stuff. So I've just learned to adapt, you know, to kind of go with the flow and do what I got to do. So, but anyway, I any other, let's see what time we got here. Oh, we got plenty of time if you've got a good, good recipe. I have a recipe, and we just got through talking about blood sugar, so this will be right up really there. wonderful, I'm sure. <laughs> I have a recipe for oatmeal spice cookies. Mm. And it's got a supermarket shortcut in it. It calls for one box of spice cake mix, which is kind of hard to find. Um, right now, I believe the only brand I personally have seen is Duncan Hines. And actually, <clears throat> this is a recipe that used to be on the Duncan Hines box back in the uh, 60s and 70s. But anyway, it's one box of spice cake mix, 
one quarter cup of brown sugar. Now, that doesn't sound very important, but it really is. Two large eggs or three small. Three quarters cup of oil. Three cups of rolled oats. One half cup milk. And if you don't have um, fresh milk, you can use a half a cup of combined evaporated milk, like the canned milk and water. So, you know, sometimes I don't always have fresh milk, but I've always got canned milk. Anyway, half a cup of milk of some kind, two cups of raisins, and one cup of chopped nuts. You preheat oven to 350 degrees. You just mix the ingredients in order given, and you drop onto a slightly greased cookie sheet and bake for about 10 minutes. And it's really important that when you're done, you let them sit on the cookie sheet for about a minute before you try to take them off. Otherwise, they fall apart. And while we're talking about slightly greased cookie sheets, one of the things I have discovered in the past few years is um, parchment paper. And you can buy it in a roll. It's it's actually a little cheaper if you buy it in a roll. But what I like to buy are the boxes of cookie sheet-shaped parchment paper. They're rectangles, and they're folded in quarters. And you can you can actually cut them along the folds if you need something really small. But uh, if you buy it at Walmart or on Walmart.com or someplace like that, they're not that expensive because it's not something you use all the time. But I like to keep those on hand. I have a roll of parchment paper, but I actually prefer those little sheets because you can just grab one. And if I want to make something in the little air fry oven, like a few scones or something, I can just quickly cut one of those parchment sheets in quarters because they're folded in quarters. So if you just cut along the seams quick, you've got pieces that will actually fit on that drip pan that I sometimes use as a little cookie sheet in that oven. So that's a real quick way not to have to grease a cookie sheet. Good stuff. Notice um, parchment paper is the same thing as wax paper. No, no, it's not. Wax paper would probably might catch fire. Parchment paper is good up to 425 degrees, most of it. It doesn't have the waxy feel that wax paper has. In fact, it's it's kind of almost a little bit rough. It's it's got a little bit of texture to it. The other thing you need is a... The other thing you need is a mouth ready to eat the cookies. They're good. (laughs) Mom and I have used that recipe for years and years. Hey, speaking of cookies, I got Jennifer a big tray of, what do you call those things? So some kind of variety pack of cookies from when I made the Sam's Club order yesterday. They have a party tray. It's a party tray of cookies. I think that's what he got. And so I well, did. He's going to have a cookie party. I'll be there. You'll be there. So Jennifer loves her cookies. And Jenny, did you say last night, did you say they were all soft? Yeah, they're all soft. They're oh, wow. all soft. And we put them in a, uh, somewhere like Jackie's ice cream bowls or, or not a bowls, but what do they call them? Buckets, a gallon and a half buckets. And they seal up. And so we put them in there. So then they could keep fresher. Um, where do you store cookies at, Chris? Um, usually in a, in, in a lock and lock. Right now we have some Cheryl's buttercream frosted in the freezer. Well, we have some upstairs too, but right now I have some in a lock and lock in the freezer. Yeah. Or if it's just a package, I might just put them in a Ziploc bag because the packages anymore, they don't really, most of them don't have that many cookies in them anyway, so they don't last that long. 
Jennifer got something I told one of our friends we would order from, what's it called? Chef something or another. Jenny, what's that chef stuff called? Pampered Chef. Pampered Chef. Pampered Chef. Pampered Chef. What's that thing we got? They're called um, Stoneware Bakers, and they're um, baking pans, but they're made like the pizza stones. I know the same stuff the pizza stones are made, but they have a little bit of glaze on them. Hmm. Oh, and I got three different sizes. sizes. One's smaller, like one. loaf pan size, and one's casserole dish size, and one's like a big cake pan. But the cool thing about it is, you know, you don't have to, once you season it, you don't have to uh, put it in dish soap and all that and stuff. Usually doesn't stick to it once it's seasoned. And they can go... In the microwave or in the oven up to 450 degrees. Mm-hmm. Nice little, nice little things. We'll see how it, how it actually works. You know, if it's worth, you know, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. I'm not sure what we're going to use it for yet. It ought to make things get crisp, though, like the baking stone does. I like, like my baking stone. What, what was it we were going to put in there the other day and we didn't do it? Um, oh, the biscuits? Was it the biscuits we made that you were going to put in there? Maybe it was biscuits. I don't know. Something we're going to put in there. A little pizza. Oh, and we talked about maybe putting a meatloaf in there. I suppose you could do a meatloaf. I suppose you could do a meatloaf in there. Now my I just forgot my question for Chris. Then I was... Oh, cleaning an oven. We have a need to clean our oven. Tina wants me to put it on... Some kind of cleaning cycle on the oven. I think I would need Iris' help to do that. Right, Dave? Well, it depends on the oven that you have. Probably. Um, if it's if it's digital, yeah, you probably will. It is but digital. I don't think this oven has a lock on it. My old oven, you had to lock it before it would run the self-cleaning thing. Well, some they automatically lock. Some of them automatically lock. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was just going to say. Ours automatically does. So... When I call Ira, I'm standing there in front of my stove. And by the way, that, that what, what do the kids say? That free five minutes for each call that you call in, that's the bomb. Whatever they mean by that, that's a bomb. That's cool. That's whatever. But so I'm standing at my stove, and I don't know what what button I would tell them to push to go into self-cleaning. Do you have any well, idea? They, they should be able to read it. Oh. It should say on there. Yeah, yeah um, you want your oven to self-clean. There should be a button that says cleaning or start cleaning or something like that. Just make yeah, sure just make sure you, of it first. Just make sure you took anything that's in that oven you take out. Including racks if you don't want right, them discolored. Racks, right. They say it doesn't hurt them, but it will discolor them. Right. No, like that, that makes a difference. But hey, Bill, can I say something real quick? Sure. There is a, there, I've got a Maytag digital one. There is a spot. It will say cell clean oven, clean oven, or something like that. It'll say that because they're different, different words, but they'll say clean oven. Yeah. But don't forget now when they do that. That stove goes to what? About over 500 degrees or more. So it may make your stove hot even because I do mine. It'll make the stove hot. You don't want to. And it may smoke. Cook. Yeah, it'll make smoke. So if you got a smoke detector, open the window because it's going to set it off. Yeah. But I did mine. 
Now, some of the some of the newer stoves. Now, our stove has what's called aqua lift, and what you do is that you open the oven after you take your racks out and stuff, right. and you put a little bit of water in the bottom of the oven. It tells you how much. It's like two thirds cup or three fourths, or I don't know. I always have to go look it up. And then and then you you tell it to start cleaning, and it only goes up to two hundred and fifty degrees. But it's, the steam, this it makes oh, it steam. steam cleaned, that's right. what it does. Yeah. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You got the steam cleaner attachment to it, right? Okay. And of course, it locks the oven door until it's finished. Right. Right. Oh, Bill. Also, you're talking about your your blood sugar a while ago. Yeah. What kind of cer- what cereal do you eat when you eat it? Well, I forgot. What He's I tried got. all kinds. I've tried. The last one he got was plain multigrain Cheerios without the sugar mm-hmm. added to it, supposedly. Yeah. Well, think. See, you got the thing people don't realize too is all cereals are starch. Oats are starch. Wheat is starch. Corn is starch. So starch is going to convert to sugar in your body, no matter if you put sugar on the cereal or not. It's going to elevate to some sugar because all grains but are starch. But you can eat oatmeal. Uh, that's a starch. Yeah, but, yeah, but that doesn't raise it usually. Well, it's because it's been ground down. But I mean, it may some some don't. But just remember, all cereals are starch. So if you're cutting back on starches, you got to also watch how you eat your, your cereals because they're all starch. That's one thing you got to look at. Yeah. Okay. Very, very true. Yeah, because like, you know, like you, don't, you might not eat a lot of potatoes because it's starch or... Um, Eat a lot of bread because it starts or stuff like that. You know, people don't realize cereals all starch too. Yeah, but it's really weird because I can eat potatoes and they don't seem to bother my sugar. And I don't. Yeah, depends. I think it depends on the person. Because my father was a diabetic, and he could eat mashed potatoes to galore. He could eat all that kind of stuff. He'd eat cookies. You know, he wouldn't go to extreme. He'd get uh, two or three cookies. But it wouldn't really elevate it. But let him eat a chunk of cheese. He loved cheese. Let him eat a, a, a chunk of cheddar cheese or a couple slices of cheese. His sugar would spike up over 200. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how it works. Yeah, it's, never, it's crazy how sugar works on people. You just never, ever, ever know. Right. I want to say one thing this morning. We've had an interesting conversation. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty lively. And... Uh, one other thing I do want to say to Legend listeners, please be patient. We we know we've got the Victor Streams fixed now. We know, tune in, we know your lady devices, your Google devices work. The phone, the audio now, the people that use the phone, we are working on that. I don't know what seems to be the problem, but we are in constant contact. They're going to get tired of me, but we will get that problem fixed. I understand that the people that are using Cero, S-E-R-O, the Serotech people, there seems to be a problem today. So you might want to contact them. They've had that problem. So um, I think we're just about... Oh, we got Pierre. Real quick, Pierre. Hey, Bill. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, when you're eating that cereal, that is a uh, that is a simple carb. You've got to have a protein with it. Like uh, sometimes I'll put peanuts in mine or I'll eat uh, some bacon or something because if you don't have a protein with that cereal, it raises your sugar really fast and then it drops it out. Oh, that's a good thing to know. So you mean if I eat some few slices of bacon with it, that might help? Right. Anything, any protein will will slow down the absorption of the cereal. See, I never thought about that. Did you, Dave? 
What's that, Bill? What Pierre's saying, he said, eat some protein with that cereal, and that'll help slow down the, the blood sugar rise. Actually, I never heard that, but I could see how it might. It makes sense, though, because the protein usually makes things digest a little slower. Exactly. That's what it does. You know, Pierre, yeah. I've had, uh, sometimes I'll eat a piece of wheat toast with some bacon, and it, that wheat toast will never bring it up. Exactly. I never thought about that. Yeah. You know, that's a more the reason to do that. That's a good idea, Pierre. You must yeah, because talk. any any simple carb will raise your sugar really fast and then drop it out if it doesn't have any protein with it. All right. So So even the milk in it isn't enough protein for Oh no, 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 no. All right. So Pierre Jennifer's having a ham sandwich for lunch. She doesn't have a blood sugar, but I kind of want to, if, if I think, well, if I just eat the ham, then I'm good, but I should probably eat some type of protein or something with. Well, yeah, if you, uh, if you just eat the ham, you're not getting any carbs at all. You have to have carbs. And so, like, maybe the ham and uh, a slice of bread and, and you know, even two slices of bread. There's only 26 carbs in two slices of bread. Right. Well, the bread that I use is that, I don't know, it's some kind of, I used to make fun of it, but now I, Jennifer uses some it's kind like of 15 grain, 15 high grain, fiber. 12 right. grain, high fiber, what's it called? Um, brownberry. Brownberry. They call it something else at the store, and I'm not going to say that, but they, <laughs> but anyway, you know, I've never thought about that, and I'll try that because anything that's worth a try. Okay, Pierre, one quick question. I go to the restaurant. Sometimes you're just kind of forced into it. There's nothing else, or Jenny's parents will come over, and they'll bring sandwiches. And I know what a sandwich can do, and I try to take off the bun, but sometimes you're in a situation well, you need the carbs, though. You shouldn't deny yourself. Yeah, yeah. But the blood sugar seems to go up when I eat those buns. But Well, just take one half of the bun off, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but uh, it all depends what the meat is. Like if it's a, ha- if it's a hamburger, uh, then, you know, you should be able to eat the whole sandwich if you don't eat the fries. The fries is what's going to bring it up. Yeah, but you know fries don't do that so bad for me. <laughs> Really? No. Yeah, they, 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 they don't usually do that. But there are things that are far worse. Like I can eat a, some of those. I love these things. They're called, I don't know what they're, they're called like little crackers. Cheez-Its or cheese. I don't usually those like cheese. cheese nips. Cheese, some kind of nips or Cajun nips. Yeah, Cheez-Its or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Boy, those things will... Well, because it's a simple carb again. Yeah, yeah, that's a simple. See, you have simple carbs, and then you have uh, your a compound carb, where your 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 simple carb will go right through you, oh. raise your sugar, and drop it out. Whereas a complex carb, like beans or something like that, uh, they uh, they digest slowly, so they don't raise your sugar as much. But so, but the key is is to have something with that simple carb. Yeah, Maybe. exactly. Exactly. You have to, you need protein. Protein, protein, protein. That's why I have peanut butter with my toast in the morning, that wheat toast. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I do do that right. Right. Hey, this has been good to learn. I guess we're cutting into Tim's time. He's going to fire me, and then I won't <laughs> have a job here on the legend. And 
And there we go. Boy, that's going to be fun. I know. See, I told you. <laughs> I'm telling you, Peter, thank you. All right. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. Well, I guess it's time to wrap this up, get this thing ready for a podcast. So you can tell your friends to go to um, legendoldies.com, your favorite podcatcher, and type in World Wide Space Legend, and you can get all our podcasts, and you can have those every week. They'll work on your Victor Stream, and pretty soon they'll be right on your phone. You can pick up the phone and call and listen to the podcast anytime. So anyway... We will uh, get out of here as soon as I can find the right key to use. And we'll turn it over to Tim. Thank you for all your participation. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.